This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 495 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsor this week is Gray Wall Equestrian. The rest of the scoop this week brings us a BizStam original called Girls and Horses. Listen in. This is Glenn Geek, and you're listening to The Stable Scoop, a radio show on the Horse Radio Network. We have a short show for you this week. Basically, it is The Story by Biz Stam, which I think is going to be enough. It is a terrific story, and Biz is doing a really good job of writing these. This story this week is brought to you by Greywall Equestrian. Greywall Equestrian is dedicated to providing top-quality products from everyday essentials to something special for the show ring. Greywall offers items for both horse and rider, including turnout blankets, tall boots, grooming tools, leather halters, hunter, jumper, and dressage bridles, paddock boots, and much more. Every item they carry has been selected by knowledgeable equestrians and horse riders just like you. The staff at Greywall Equestrian make sure the equestrian tack is tested and inspected to ensure that you get the best quality and experience. Plus, they provide a 100% money-back guarantee. Find Greywall products at your local retailer or visit Greywall Equestrian at greywallequestrian.com. That's G-R-E-W-A-L equestrian.com. And now, the rest of the scoop. Girls and Horses by Biz Stam. Girls and horses represent one of the great pairings in life, but equestrian sport for many years was exclusively a boys' club. Until the mid-20th century, horses were associated with masculinity, hunting, logging, and carriage driving. Jobs that depended on hooved horsepower were seen as men's work. Women rode, of course, for the purpose of transportation, and sometimes as a leisure activity. But the term horsemanship is a relic of the male-dominated equestrian era. While skilled horsemen existed in a wide variety of vocations, the greatest horsemen of all could be found in the military. For centuries, men had been shaped into adept horsemen within the ranks of cavalry units. When riding into battle, it is imperative that human and horse communicate clearly and act as a seamlessly functioning unit. It was this environment, where good horsemanship could mean the difference between life and death, that forged the most skilled riders in the world. When equestrian sports were first introduced as part of the Olympics at the Paris Games in 1900, there were four different events. Polo, Grand Prix jumping, which was similar to today's show jumping, the high jump, and the long jump. Countries were only permitted to be represented in equestrian events by commissioned military officers. And because at the time all commissioned military officers were men, so were the equestrian Olympic athletes. After their first appearance in 1900, equestrian sports were cut from the games until 1908, where the only horse sport offered was polo. In 1912, dressage, show jumping, and eventing were added to the roster. So while equestrian sports were back in full force, participation was still limited to commissioned military officers. Despite the exclusion of women at the Olympic Games, one young girl at a riding school in Hellerup, Denmark, had dreams of becoming an elite equestrian athlete. The girl, coached by her mother, showed promise in the sport of dressage. As she grew older, she developed the skill to compete amongst the men. She took a brief break from riding to have a child with plans of returning to competition soon after. But while pregnant, she became incredibly ill. At first, it felt like a simple case of the flu. But it turned out to be something much worse. The doctor said it was polio, 
a disease that often led to debilitating muscle paralysis. The woman gave birth to a healthy child, but the polio virus had taken its toll on her body. Her muscles were weak, and doctors were convinced that she would never return to her previous strength. They said it was unlikely she would ever ride again, and if she did, it would never be at a competitive level that she had in the past. The doctor's bleak predictions lit a fire under the young woman. She was determined to prove them wrong. She would ride again. At the time, there was little knowledge regarding how to treat the effects of polio, but the young woman, equipped with sandbags on a pulley system, developed an exercise routine to train her atrophied muscles. Determined to free herself from her bedridden state, she fashioned herself rubber knee pads so she could crawl about the house. The young woman was mentally tough, but even for her, the rehabilitation process was incredibly grueling. There were many times she wanted to quit. But luckily for her, she wasn't in the fight alone. Her mother, who doubled as her riding coach, was there with her through many sessions, providing a stern look when it looked as though the young woman wanted to quit. We're all aware of the power inherent in the stern look from a riding instructor, let alone your mother, and those looks were enough to keep her fighting through the pain and fatigue. While she was able to regain normal function in the majority of her muscles, the polio had left her permanently paralyzed from the knee down a vital muscle group for competitive dressage. The paralysis left her unable to mount or dismount her horse without assistance, but with the help of her husband, she found herself able to ride once again. Despite her disability, she returned to competitive riding, arguably in her best form yet, capturing the title of Danish national champion. That same year, 1952, the International Olympic Committee decided to change guidelines for athletes in equestrian sports. A man no longer needed to be a commissioned military officer in order to compete. Now any man could represent his country as an equestrian athlete. And while women were still excluded from participating in show jumping and eventing at the Olympic level, they were now permitted to compete in dressage. The young woman who battled her way back from polio to become national champion was deservingly chosen for the 1952 Danish dressage team. At the Olympics, she put in the performance of a lifetime. And while it wasn't quite enough to clinch the gold, it was enough for the silver. Medal ceremonies at the Olympic Games are known for being emotional events. Years of hard work and dedication are distilled into a matter of moments. The dressage medal ceremony in 1952 is said to be one of the most emotional of all time. Gold medalist Henri St. Cyr of Sweden carried the young woman paralyzed by polio from her horse to the podium where she leaned on her husband for support. On that podium, the young woman, a woman by the name of Liz Hartle, became the first woman in history to win a medal in an equestrian event. Liz would go on to win a second silver at the 1956 Games, a gold at the Aachen World Championships, and seven Danish National Championships. In her mind, however, her greatest accomplishment, knowing firsthand how horses can help people in the most difficult of times, was opening the very first therapeutic riding center in Denmark. Liz Hartel accomplished many firsts in her life, accomplishments that were the result of her courage, perseverance, and undying love of horses. These milestones paved the way for a new generation of riders, ensuring that while she might have been the first, she wouldn't be the last. 
Girls and Horses was written by Biz Stam. Biz is an independent writer and a contributor to HorseNation.com. I'll put a link out to Biz's Facebook page if you want to get a hold of her on our show notes for today's episode. Well, thank you for tuning in again this week to the Stable Scoop Show. We'll have another show for you coming up here shortly with another great story and product reviews. Jennifer's getting more of those recorded with our listeners right now. Plus, we'll keep an eye on what Devin Horn is up to. And we have another Auditor Roundtable coming up as well. You can listen to all 17 shows on the Horse Radio Network on the app, iOS or Android. Just search for Horse Radio Network. It's free and it's easy to download. You can also find all of the shows at horseradionetwork.com. If you want to become an auditor, click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page at horseradionetwork.com. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the shows here at the Horse Radio Network. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate Appreciate you being here and happy scooping. <laughs>